Dr. Ted Baer is the founder and publisher of Movie Guide. He's the chairman of the Christian Film and Television Commission, as well as a noted critic, educator, lecturer, and media pundit. It was an honor speaking with Dr. Baer about the intersection of faith and entertainment in Hollywood, the impact of media and culture, as well as his new book, Real to Real, and that is R-E-E-L to R-E-A-L. His latest book, which discusses which big-budgeted Hollywood films actually have the gospel message woven throughout them. Very interesting stuff here. We could have spoken for hours, but unfortunately, our schedules only permitted a few minutes at NRB. But I know you're going to enjoy this. Here he is, Dr. Ted Bear. Today, I'm very excited to welcome to the Lucas Miles Show, Dr. Ted Bear. Welcome. It's great to be with you, Lucas. We're with you with this crazy place here. We're in the middle of this Isn't broadcasting NRB wild. I call it the Super Bowl of networking. Well, it is like it's just you know it's a hustle and it, you're just all over the place. I'm walking 12 miles a day back and forth all over the hotel and so many wonderful people and just exciting projects. Exactly, it's awesome. And I've been on the board since 1980, so. I'm waiting for them to stop nailing me to the board. <laughs> well, you guys have done an incredible job. This is, thank I you. think, one of the uh, one of the best events in Christendom. So thanks thank for uh, putting that together. First of all, it's an honor to speak with you. Your reputation goes goes beyond you, and I know you, you've you've done so much to influence really quality Christian media for a number of years. And so it's really good to have you on the program. Thank you. I have a quote that has been a favorite of mine for some time. And it is from Alexander the Great, and it says, he who writes history is always famous, okay? And you have a quote on your website that's a similar, and you say, he who controls the media controls the culture. And I think that's really poignant. Can you unpack that for me a little bit? Well, that quote has a lot of antecedents. And, you know, Alexander the Great traveled with a press secretary, and he sent out press, and you know how they sent out press in those days, with those little coins, with little statements about that, I just conquered, <laughs> you know, India, conquered this, et cetera. So that was their press, right? beside all the rest of it. But, you know, the media conditions our youth. It conditions, I was, uh, I grew up in the mass media of entertainment. My parents were stars in the 30s. My father was starred in 60 movies, and 12 of them were cowboy movies, and he won the box office award, and he was the first Texas Ranger. Oh. Oh, wow. And then we got to give a award to Chuck Norris, who was the last Texas Ranger. So it was fun. But growing up as a left-wing comic, bingo rat, et cetera, and all that stuff, the media conditions the way I think. I didn't grow up in the church. I grew up on Broadway most of the time. I grew up uh, doing things that I can't talk about on your show because you'd kick me out of South Bend, Indiana, so don't, I can't do it. <laughs> but anyway, so then, um, and the media had me in a, in a mindset. My mother died when I was young, and I went off the deep end, and I thought what you do is you do salacious activities. I'm not going to define that for you. You do a lot of drugs, and and you do a lot of self-destructive behavior. And that ended when I, you know, when I read the word of God. So there's wow. more media 
because the word of God written, which the reformers used to call it, God's word written, is something that's a powerful tool and it shall not go forth void. And it changed my heart and mind and immediately all the junk dropped out of my life and I got married and went to seminary in New York, which I call a cemetery because it was deader than a doornail and my life changed. But uh, And I see it changing all the time. I have a lot of friends in Hollywood uh, Ken Wales, who produced Christie and Amazing Grace, and he came to Christ in part through Man Called Peter and another friend who was a great animator, not the animator that we have friends with, who came to Christ through a man called uh, Peter. So, uh, no, he came to Christ through uh, either Quo Vadis or Ben Hur. But, you uh-huh. know, this happens all the time. Love it. You know, you have, and you mentioned this a little bit, you, but you have a very extensive educational background. You have degrees in comparative literature, law, and theological studies. That How do those three things kind of come together to culminate in this interest in film and, and passion to really redeem value in media? Well, you know, I was immersed in film. And my father didn't want me to go in the film industry. He got into it backwards through the big crash in 1929. If you think the 2008 crash or 2009 was bad, this was bad, the the Great Depression. And he was a good-looking guy, so he got into movies. And he was making a lot of money when people weren't making any money. That was the Howard Hughes days. Right. Well, Howard Hughes was in the 50s. And, you know, he ended up going bankrupt with the movie industry. RKO took him down. But... um, you know, I grew up in that type of environment, and I said, look, this. what are we going to do with this? How are we going to make it through this? And uh, I changed. I was transformed. You wrote a book that really falls in line with a big passion of ours on the Lucas Miles Show, and you talk about the intersection of faith in Hollywood. And how do you speak to people that say, you know, can you make it in Hollywood without losing your faith or losing your soul? Or, you know, I always say, you know, being, I'm from the Midwest and I think there's a lot of people that view Hollywood is just like a, a, a foreign country. 90% of the people in Hollywood are from the Midwest, I think. <laughs> Most of them are from, you know, um, Iowa, but some from Indiana and a few from yes. Minnesota. So Hollywood is populated with former Christians who came out and changed. And all of those people have a heart, some of them. And the people I know, I mean, we do a big gala in Hollywood. We do a report to show how to make money. We say, uh, we do an analysis Every movie that opens at 100 theaters or more, we look at 150 criteria, we look at all the theological criteria and the aesthetic criteria, and then we say, look, this makes more money when you put faith in values. So now you'll see movies that they call four-quadrant movies, and they'll try to be action-adventure, you know, like Spider-Man had the Lord's Prayer in it, and they'll try to have other things, because they're trying to uh, reach all four quadrants, and we see people in the gala coming to Christ. We've seen you know, hardcore leftists like I was. I was a card-carrying Marxist. You see people who were um, Muslim. One of my best friends was doing a lot of movies with Oliver Stone, who I financed his first film, and he came to Christ, and his son came to Christ. So, And we teach people how to then reach that big audience, and in the process of teaching them, many of them uh, get transformed. So it's wonderful. 
If you enjoyed what you've heard so far on the Lucas Miles Show, I hope so. But if you are somebody who's out there and you're going, I need more of this, well, I have some good news for you. If you go to the App Store, you can download an app called the Oasis Network for Churches. That's the Oasis Network for Churches. And it is a free podcast, and you can listen to my Sunday morning sermons, messages. Uh, there's free videos on there, all sorts of goodies. And you can also live stream the Sunday morning services at the church that I speak at, which is Oasis Church in Granger, Indiana. And uh, you can visit that through the App Store. And now back to our guest on The Lucas Miles Show. Very powerful and very needed in this industry, for sure. Talk to me a little bit about the challenges that Christians face of, as a Christian, do I only need to work with other like-minded Christians, or is it, you know, can I, kind of the in the world but not of the world challenges within this industry and, and you know, believers working on projects that aren't faith-oriented, how do you approach that and, and how do you advise you know, some of the uh, the people that you've mentored or are mentoring in your life. Well, you said it perfectly. You know, we're, we're not supposed to be of the world, but we are in the world and we have to live in the world. But, you know, the interesting thing and a good answer when somebody is making a film, uh, as I said, when, when God told Solomon to build the temple, who did he say to hire to do the fine work? Hiram, king of Tyre. And they're the ones who made the Asherah dolls and made, you know, all of the, the, the idols. And uh, so they came down with their wives and their children and their wives and their children and more wives. <laughs> and they worked on the temple. Now, wait a minute. Because the Bible said you're supposed to, you know, just employ the Levites. And suddenly they've got Hiram because they were the best craftsmen of the time. Where Solomon made his mistake is then letting them set up altars and falling in love with their wives and falling in love with their concubines. And he started to dilute his own faith. So the key is you want the best craftsman. If you go to a doctor, you, my wife's been on chemotherapy for 23 years. You want the best doctor. I yeah. don't care whether he's Indian or Jewish or what he is, as long as he's the best doctor. And you want the best craftsman when you're doing film. And Christians need to work as a team with other people. And the fact of the matter is it's very much easier to work with the people in Hollywood often than it is to work with Christians. A lot of people know you through this thing called Movie Guide that you founded. Right. Can you tell us a little bit of what that is and, and really the purpose that that serves for, uh, for the body of Christ and, and media professionals? Well, Movie Guide is a biblical guide to movies and entertainment. And we try to do more than just, um, you know, review films. Reviewing films means that uh, Ebert, who died, would look at a film, oh, I like this film. It shivers up my leg or whatever. We don't care about that. We look at it in terms of all these criteria. We lose, you look at it to, to do data. Actually, somebody here who was interviewing me, a mother said, it's very easy to use, and yet it's very in-depth. We're not trying to tell you to go or not go, Lucas. I'm sorry. We're, we're not negative nabobs. We're not uh, Siskel and Ebert who do thumbs up and thumbs down. We're trying to get you to develop discernment. We're trying to get you to think about the film. We're trying to get the children to think about the film. And I'm always getting great feedback from kids and saying, 
look, I was going to go see this film and I read Movie God and I read that a cat was tortured or a dog was killed. Or, I didn't want to see this. And uh, if you find out that the kids' values are much more conservative, then Movie Guide gives you a lot of information in a very clear format so that you can know before you go. And so the Hollywood Reporter said one-third of all parents in America come to Movie Guide. So now we're up to last year. The year before was 36 million. Now it's 55 million. And now it's peaking at around 95 million. So it just keeps growing bigger and bigger. And it's exhausting. For the percentage that isn't using Movie Guide yet, where can they go to find that? Go to movieguide.org. And we try to make everything accessible for you as easy as possible. We have a free app for parents for movies for your children, free app for date night, free app for your own personal enjoyment. So we do everything we can to help you. I'm holding a book here in my hands called Real to Real. And let me spell that for the uh, the audience here. It's R-E-E-L-2. Uh, T-O-R-E-A-L, Real to Real, 45 Movie Devotions for Families. And first of all, I love the paper on this book, which already makes me want to read it. It's just, uh, it just feels good and draws you in. I come from a family of, uh, designers and, and this is a well crafted book right here. Talk to me a little bit about what is this book about and really who did you write this for? Well, I have, uh, 11 grandchildren. And uh, grandchildren are immersed in the visual media. You know, I grew up in a time, because I was born in 1946, where all you studied was the written word. And the written word became the tool to all that education. And by the way, I didn't finish the, the education because my father didn't want me to go in the energy so industry, so he'd pay for anything I wanted to study. That's that's <laughs> how I, And I thought if I went to that school, I'd meet some cute girl or something. So, you know, I had the wrong motivation. You had to keep I going from school to school to school to do that. But anyway, I did this because in the process of coming to Christ, I started waking up to some movies or they woke me up like it's a wonderful life. And they started to touch my heart. And I started to think of the value, what is valuable in life. So there are a lot of biblical principles. When I first came to Christ, I went to seminary and I produced for CBS television, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Uh, and we had 37 million viewers. But I'd have people write me. One man's letter still sticks with me. I mean, thousands of letters. And he said, uh, my wife has been nagging me about Jesus for years. And I saw Aslan die for Edmund. And I suddenly understood what redemption was. So, you know, in, in one sense, Jesus spoke in parables, and then he would take the apostles aside, the disciples, and he'd explain it to them. He'd teach them. So there's the preaching to the 5,000. There's the preaching to 1 million, and then there's explaining to them what it is. And that's what the book does. The book takes a movie like uh, a friend of mine was the Christian director of, uh, of Dialogue for Frozen. And you've seen Frozen. Of Your course. kids have seen Frozen. If, do you have I kids? don't have kids, but my all okay. my nieces and nephews they certain, love Frozen. Yes, my made, niece is actually named Elsa. So yeah, it's uh, make thirteen million dollars, uh, thirteen billion dollars. Excuse me, at the box office. But the first song in Frozen, if you listen carefully, is "Fairest Lord D- Jesus" in Norse. Hmm. And then it's about C.S. Lewis's Four Loves. The director was Christian. The first one is self-love hurts everybody. The second one is, you know, romantic love can be a disaster when the prince is a con man. The third love is a friendship didn't work because the snowman melted. And it's only selfless giving, selfless willing to die to self that'll thaw a frozen heart. 
Now, if that isn't a biblical principle, I don't know what is. Beautiful, beautiful. My guest today is Dr. Ted Bear. His book is Real to Real, R-E-E-L to R-E-A-L, Real to Real, 45 Devotions for Families. You can also go to movieguide.org to uh, see the wonderful resource that he and his team have created. And Dr. Ted, what a pleasure I'm oh, it's sure my pleasure. Let's we, do it again. We should. There's some, we haven't even scratched the surface, so we need to get you on for an hour sometime. Well, fly me into South Bend and I'll do it. I want to come to warmer weather. I'll come okay, see come you. Come to Hollywood. So. We've got a beautiful studio. People should, Universal came in and shot some scenes at our studio. Amazing. So come to our studio and we'll set you up and we have great, we don't have anybody as good as Andrew. Andrew's and pretty certainly good. not as good as Elena, so I'm sorry. Yes, we have a really good team at the Lucas Miles Show, so we're thankful for these guys. But no, thanks for being on the program, and uh, make sure to our listening audience, go check out this book. We'll put all the links in our show notes, and Dr. Ted, we'll hope to see you soon. God bless. If you haven't had a chance to pick up a copy of my book, Good God, the one we want to believe in but are afraid to embrace, I want to encourage you to do so. It's available wherever books are sold. Amazon, Barnes and Noble, you name it, you can find Good God there. So grab a copy. You can also always get a copy at lucasmiles.org. And after you read it, I'd love to hear from you. If you liked it, hate it, shoot me a message. Let's stay in touch and make sure and keep visiting lucasmiles.org. That's all I have for you for today, but make sure and head over to iTunes and download the Lucas Miles Show and head over to faithwire.com where you can always get the Lucas Miles Show exclusively there and listen to our newest episode. We have all sorts of exciting guests, so check it out, the Lucas Miles Show.